Guys, welcome to Minefields. It's me, Joshua Michael, the resident tough guy, Mr. Tony Morales. Do you even, should I not call you that anymore? Should I just call you resident badass or? Eh, sure, whatever. I'm good. I'm good either way. The B.A. Like, Baracus like of the crew? <laughs> nah, I don't have, my hair's not that good. <laughs> I would definitely be Murdoch. You was, I was very more of a face. I, I just never thought I could get chicks the way Face did. Oh, uh, I'll give you that. Plus, he was always a liar. <laughs> no. Aww. Yeah. But not to his homies. I mean, like, <laughs> granted, the A-team was the perfect the perfect equation. Did I tell you the 80s equation? What is the 80s equation? The 80s equation of how to make badass TV for all the uh, uh, dudes like us that grew up in the 80s that would immediately fall in love with. Think of it. Each, each TV show, they had a cool car. Magnum P.I. had the Testarossa. Uh, Miami Vice had the two different Porsches, the red and the black one. Oh, wait, no. They had the yep. Testarossa. Magnum P.I. had the uh, the other one. And then A-Team, they had the 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 white Corvette and that badass van. Um, Knight Rider. All of them also had a kick-ass theme song. Every single one of their theme songs, badass. They also had like an old dude that was like kind of like the guy that figured everything out and like you know guided everyone, and there was always the hot token chick. You put that together where they always win and they're like best friends at the same time, never betray each other. Perfect TV. I don't know why anyone ever strayed away from it before. Eh, you're not wrong. It does make sense. Anyway, I don't know so what you're I'm saying. We, do need, with we that. need a token hot chick and we need a cool theme song. Yes, we need a token hot chick and a cool theme song. If we only get, we knew a random band that could get us a cool theme song. Hmm. Getting to know, getting to know some pretty cool bands. The one we have now is pretty good. I, I, it was one of the ones that like uh, my buddy and Suicide Puppets made for us. And I, oh, okay. And you know, Dan, I love Dan for making it, but like, I want like more of a Night Rider feel, like where it feels like, oh my god, what is this? <laughs> nice. But yeah, um, ain't. Man, I've just been still tired from all the shows that we've been doing, man. We got another one coming up. We got Springtide coming up Saturday. Oh, that's right. This Saturday night. Dun, dun, dun. Sunshine Studios, Colorado Sunshine Springs, Colorado. Studios. Be there, be square. You pay for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> that's, yep, exactly. I mean, we always sell out. Um, our presentation has gotten light years <laughs> more amazing. Uh, yep. Love seeing you guys there on on um, on the stage. Good stuff, man. I'm just I'm looking. I'm, I'm running production. Um, got a lot of good people back there. I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh, man, there's a couple matches I really can't. We can't say out loud, but I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, definitely. It's gonna be a hot card in the old town tonight. Man, we're gonna. I think we're actually allowed to have 200 people this time instead of the 100 from last time. Oh, nice. Yeah. A little bit more every day. Hopefully everything is, you know, well, everything will definitely be abided by the rules and whatnot, but hopefully we can, you know, add a little bit more every time and get back to full capacity at some point by the end of the year, hopefully. It's coming. It's coming. We'll get our so. You got your vaccination. I'm getting mine pretty damn soon. Yeah, I got, we got both my shots and that worked out pretty well, so... But we got some comics, man. There's a lot of, like, everything else. Like, the last thing I really got caught up on was, was AEW Revolution. I listened to uh, Big Show Bitch About WWE for an hour with Y2J Kershirko, my hero, on the way to work today. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, it didn't really... Everything was the same. Yeah, they didn't underutilize them. Yeah, they don't really care about this. Yeah, they'll leave you at a gate in Saudi Arabia. Um, glad you left, <laughs> But I don't really want to see that many more WWE guys there, man. Like, they're just packing, packing, packing it. Well, I mean, that's the thing is they need to, like, they kind of, they give you a little bit of everything at AEW. Correct. Like, I kind of feel like, I feel like it could be a little bit of a, like, a tighter ship almost. Like, they kind of, like, they just kind of throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. And, like, I kind of feel like it could be a little bit more, like, maybe not, I guess more thought towards the product a little bit more, like where we're going with everything. Yeah, because I had to work, so I didn't get a chance to watch tonight's episode. But I will, I will say they definitely kind of they pulled it together following my downward, my down downward trend thoughts on Revolution. 
I could definitely say last Wednesday's episode was definitely a huge step in the right direction. Agreed. Uh, did you get to bother watching uh, Evolution? Not uh, is it Evolution? AEW Dark Evolution. Oh, Elevation. Elevation. Yeah. Um, the- I got about three or four matches into it so far because it's another two-hour prog- program. Right. I'm not gonna lie. I was really hoping if they were gonna do something like this, they were gonna stick it to like a one-hour time slot and really kind of give us the best of the best. And like, it just kind of seems like Dark Part Two. Was it just all chicks? No, it was it was um it was it was dark. Freaking, I real I'm not gonna lie, like like Paul White as far as him being a commentator, he's actually quite refreshing. How is he? Like he really How did he, he come really off? comes off like he likes the product and he really seemed to be impressed by several moves that some of the guys were doing. Like there were some things where he like you could tell he genuinely was like, I've never seen that before. And, like, him and Tony Schiavone seem like they, they come off like a bunch of old friends sitting down, drinking a beer, watching a wrestling match. They should be. They should actually let them do that. Yeah, it was – the commentary was great. Freaking the matches were good. But, like, like really with the exception of freaking Paul White being there, it's no different than Dark. He's probably so, just happy to be doing anything, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, freaking – do you want to point out that uh, – Another gentleman, originally from Colorado, Royce Isaacs, made his debut. Oh, so go that's for really it. cool. Go for that. Is that a buddy? Again, that's a buddy uh, of yours, isn't it? Um, I'm not gonna say he's a, he's a good dude. Like I wouldn't say like a buddy of mine, but like freaking definitely definitely a good dude. Freaking um, good guy. Freaking works hard. Moved out to California a few years ago. Ended up uh, working the California Indies in Vegas, and then working with uh, worked with the NWA when it was doing the power stuff. Yep. And then now him game. and his him and his longtime tag partner Jarrell, who I've actually never met, they uh, they made their debut on um, freaking Elevation, and then I think they were on Dark last night as well. That's awesome, man. So hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully he impressed, and hopefully, you know, maybe we'll see more of him and his partner doing some tag stuff. There's only one. Uh, there's only one match that I watched that out of, out of the the Monday Night Show, man, and I bet you can guess which one that was. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Riho versus Makaito. No, it was definitely all about Abaddon. <laughs> oh, nice! I forgot she was. <laughs> I, I, dude, I, I, who did she? Who did she even? I didn't. I didn't make it that far in the show. Like I said I made it four matches in. So, like, who she end up wrestling? I don't remember, dude. <laughs> like, it's just one of those ones where I just, I, I've loved her since the moment I saw her. Like, mm-hmm. just, I loved a gimmick, and I, I, I love, I, I love the fact that. I heard so much shit talked about her in so many different locker rooms. And then the second she becomes elite, everyone's like, oh, my God, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, and it, it felt like because, like, every the time I talked with her, it was like uh, if, I, if I had gone to high school with her, um, we'd have been best friends. Like nice. part, part of like a really cool goth clique. And it's, so it's really validating to see someone I know that went through a ton of fucking awful Bullshit. shit. Yeah, like, you know, hanging out, like, I know she's a big Christian fan, and um, I was more excited that Kristen was there to pop her than, than me, man. I, I really couldn't give two shits about Kristen, to tell you the truth, but... Ah, you're missing out, man, you're missing out. No. That's my, that's my son's favorite, that's my five-year-old's favorite wrestler in the world. I have no idea why, but I'm totally, like, I'm totally glad it is, freaking Christian's phenomenal. I'm not saying he's bad, I just, I'm, he's just not someone I'd buy a t-shirt of or an action figure of. I have to buy five. <laughs> My son freaking, he loves him that much. He's like, I need this one because it's different. It's, this one's got blue trunks instead of purple trunks. Does he know about the brood yet? He hates the brood. <laughs> really? Not a fan. He's not a, he likes, he likes his 2012 Christian. That's his guy. Dude, if I find any in my boxes of action figures, I'll fork them over. Like, if there's any, nice. in that, I, I took that photo of all those uh, extra figures I have. The only one uh, he can't have is the Chris Benoit. You can have the rest of them if you want. I think he's actually already got that Chris Benoit. I think, I think he got that one from his uh, my brother-in-law's uncle. Ah, it's a good, it's a good figure. Oh yeah, no, these he's got some freaking really. I I found out today. Apparently, my wife got him the. Uh, there's a Booker T. Bobby Lashley two pack, so she picked that one up for him. Awesome. Keep an eye out for me for a Darby. 
I need it. The ones I really, really need is a Darby. I need an MJF. Nice. Okay. Yeah, just let me know and I'll haul ass to wherever it was. Because <laughs> you. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm well aware. Yep. Shower be damned. Dude, I was I was in the middle of pooping. Like I pinched it <laughs> off and <laughs> and hosed off and got the hell out of there, man. I was I was gonna get those damn figures. I told you that bidet was the best thing you could ever get for yourself. Dude, I really want one of those so bad. <laughs> like I, I'm not even joking. If I had a bidet, I would be so. I was happy. totally joking. So. <laughs> I've, I've tried it once, and as long as the water ain't cold, uh, it's it's awesome. It's like that uh, in Deadpool too, and he's like when he's talking about how toilet paper is bullshit. <laughs> he's like, "What are you talking about? Like you 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 shit out this big ass dump, and you do a couple of wipes, and you think everything's okay. But like if you woke up in the morning and there was the slightest bit of poop on your face, you'd be scrubbing that shit for hours." <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Um paraphrasing i think that was alan was that alan tuddick and there was two i think that was matt damon too just making cameos is just those all these random actors have a poop on their face I guess. <laughs> red, red, red rednecks just drinking in a field randomly that cable just shows up beats the shit up, oh and takes that's right yeah. i remember now but i want to get into crazy some, i want to get into some sappy sentimental shit because we we don't have that big of a list tonight, but uh, I got Daredevil twenty eight. You got Nocturne number one. You got Sweet Tooth number five. Justice League number fifty nine, and Joker number one. Infinite Frontier. I want to start with Daredevil. Alrighty. I'm I'm happy that the whole symbiote thing is over. I'm super excited the fact that they didn't in any way spoil the end of King of Black because I would have been pissed because it, it's really been boiling up for me. I've been really excited for it. I'm glad to see that the little girl's alive. Uh, Electra mm-hmm. is like, how many years has Electra even existed? And to ha- give her a, a protege that starts out weak, and mm-hmm. she has this instinctual nature. It's not. It's not maternal. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. To 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 save her. And the 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 theme of this particular issue was you are not alone. I was completely floored. By Wilson Fisk just being like so fatherly and so worried about about uh, Typhoid Mary. Yeah, and, did not see that coming at all. Oh, it's a Are You Okay? I was, but at the same time, you were not alone. It should have been as well. Um, that's mm-hmm. But uh, what, what was your first impression of this one? Uh, just kind of, just kind of, you know, just been really enjoying Sardusky's run on it and freaking. I kind of wanted to see where it's going to go because, you know, I'm not a huge crossover guy with King of Black. I haven't been following King of Black at all. at all. So, like, just kind of getting back into it, kind of, you know, I've really enjoyed this run of Daredevil. Just kind of seeing him constantly seems to be picking up the pieces, you know, whether it was, like, failed relationships or, you know, his reaction to that guy accidentally dying or, you know, his time in jail. Right. You know, just him wanting to him wanting to do what's right simply because it's right, which is, I don't know. It's, it, it kind of feels different with daredevil. It feels a little bit more genuine, I guess. I mean, cause he's, he's now he's down and out. And I think another reason why it feels so genuine is that we've had comics be so off and on for the past year and a half since COVID. And I, mm-hmm. I hate using that word just in general, but like we've been getting like just, an onslaught of just like big bad badass superheroes doing shit like that and I was like okay sometimes I'm pretty up for that sometimes but this one just humanized every single person in this uh, seeing Matt yeah. uh, break down and, and then when he realizes you know that yeah that guy was in jail because of me and now he's dead when I should have been his friend and then the guy that told him not to be his friend tells <laughs> like breaks it down for him like and, 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 and then even the psychologist uh didn't she make you think of um, the psychologist from Watchmen? Like the, I had a thought of it, but yeah, you're not wrong. She, she she reminded me of the opposite. She's not there to get famous off of Daredevil, as opposed to mm-hmm. where the dude in Watchmen was like, he was itching to write that book. This bitch just wants to fucking get his ass out of there and get to guys that really need her, as opposed to um, you know some bitchy superhero that is being all what do you what's the word? Oh, I'm spacing on words. I, 
not self-aggrandizing. You know, when people tell you, gotcha. that, yeah, like like that. And but everyone's kissing your ass, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, she's like, wait a minute, there's something wrong with you. I'm gonna figure it out. And the, the whole breakdown of this. Yeah, I think the funniest part, though, the part I really liked was like the fact that like you know Matt felt so guilty about it, and then like the psychiatrist or psychologist is just like, you know, I, don't, I read the file. You know, he was caught by Spider Man. And then it was like, but he was persecuted by Matt Murdock. Yep. And it was like, ah. So at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's not even like, you know, you think, you know, you think that Matt feels like Daredevil's the problem and Daredevil needs to serve his time. But at the same time, it's like, you know, Matt Murdock was the guy that put that, you know, put that guy there. And like, it's almost like another slap to the face almost. I got to say this shower fight scene was fucking badass. The coloring of it, the, the pacing of it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Right down to he fucks him up and then he's you know hands behind his head on his knees uh, it's over yeah just he's just you know just another day of him doing what's right basically and mm-hmm. trying to save somebody we get a let's go kill kill Daredevil and like oh wait I'm not okay I've just been poisoned <laughs> all yeah. right dun dun dun. <laughs> Alright, let's have some fun. It's gonna be another month, but fuck it. It's worth it. Yeah. Dude, have you yeah. ever have you looked at, at like when you go to Ed's or you go to Muse, um mm-hmm. have you seen how like you, you can't find these daredevil issues? In fact the the, the trade paperbacks are are almost possible to find too. Oh really? I haven't had a problem finding like I always just kinda of get it put in my box, so Well, I mean if they're getting in your box that's one thing. But if yeah. if you're looking just, just to look, because every now and then like I like to test my like did, was my is this a key issue or something that's going to be worth it like I, mm-hmm. I, I go look and see if they're all gone and yeah I'm, I'm happy about Daredevil I want at least a 50 you know a, a 50 issue like $100 omnibus yeah that would be pretty sweet well that's all I got for that one man I really enjoyed the character breakdown and like I've been working on my comic a little bit lately more because uh, I've had a little bit more time from not sleeping and working at CSW and my shoot job. Uh, but this one really inspired me to, to really analyze the characters, like not just their motivation to be good or to be bad, but like the, the under, you know, the underlying themes that are going on. Like when, when Typhoid Mary is like, you know, there was two voices in my head, but then there were three. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, that hurt. That well, hurt. that's the thing too, is that you got like, I mean, Daredevil's definitely probably one of the more, multi-layered characters in and of himself like all his you know each relationship has its own different rhythm almost and like the way he interacts and the way you know you see kingpin who's just like at the end of the day is like that guy that just i'm gonna get what i want and i'm just gonna do this mm-hmm. you know he kill he can blatantly kill a guy and call freaking wesley to come pick up the remains and it's done done you know and to have him actually care about somebody is huge like and then then it's the thing too does he really care or is he is he manipulating her you know what the whole thing ends up he's just trying to manipulate mary to his own means or what if he actually does care about her you know who's to say one way or the other he's still the kingpin at the end of the day great points on every little thing you said just said especially about typhoid mary it wasn't until this issue where i was like okay he, he He's not bullshitting. He really cares about this woman. Yeah. But why would Wilson care? I don't... I don't know why he would care. Like, it, 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 and that's one of the things that really interests me about this, is that, um... Of course, like, he would care about someone that he could use and manipulate, you know, to, you know, kill this bad guy or, or this good guy. Mm-hmm. But, there, but the... the it's uh, Chichetto doing the artwork for this. When you see the way he's looking at her over the bed, yeah, hmm. no, he really cares. No, I dig it, man. Or does he? You know, like I said, dude, freaking kingpin's kingpin at the end of the day. Well, that's all I got for Daredevil, brother. What do you want to do next? Uh, let's freaking. You know, freaking, let's get on uh, some Noctera real quick. Oh yeah, this is just a you no know, freaking a random number one I picked up on a whim just to kind of, you know, check out something different. Freaking, uh, but it was solid, man. Image put this book out. 
it starts off, you know, this little girl named Val is, you know, drawn a picture of her family. She's adopted. Um, we find out that she actually had a disease when she was a little girl where she could, uh, she was basically blind, but she would like, if she turned her head really quickly, she could make out images for a second and she called them there. She could basically call them fingers. Awesome. And, and she's, uh, she's from Mexico and her parents couldn't afford the surgery to get her eyes fixed. And, but she ended up getting, she ended up getting put up for adoption and a couple in America adopted her and they got her eyes fixed for her. And she thought she was, she thought she was safe. It's her, it's the parents, her and her little brother, Emery, who's also adopted. And one day when she's a young girl, probably maybe sixth grade, maybe junior high, um, the sun basically just goes out. And it's just darkness all over again. And freaking she's in the car and she had just drawn a picture of her family. And then her little brother uh, took out a black crayon and colored over the sun just to make it seem more realistic. And she was so mad at him. And then we go to the future. We go to present day, basically. And she is driving a truck and there are people inside and they call and they that they she calls herself the ferryman, and she's basically transporting these people. Is she a coyote? The dead night. She is she what? Is she a coyote? Ah uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna get to it because basically the um all the the truck is just covered in lights, and everyone there's lights inside the truck like basically Christmas lights, wow, and all the people have lights on them, and there are these monsters in the darkness basically. And we're not really sure – we're not sure how, how this happened, but we find uh, – basically people, if they stay in the darkness too long and get infected, they can be – they become these monsters. And it's, it's human, just animals. Every, every living being can become one of these creatures, and it basically comes out – it starts out in your gums, and it's reversible with certain lights – as long as you're, if your if your gum has become completely black, you're done. You're, you're, you're screwed. You're done. You're gonna become one of these monsters. And her little brother Emery is basically the per, basically her guy in the chair, telling her what to do. And you know she's driving, and some and the monsters come, and somebody is like, I, I can't do this. I'm gonna die. And they try to jump out of the moving vehicle, a uh, moving semi. And the monster grabs her by the head, and she has to. Uh, Noctera has to jump out. Val has to jump out and uh, fight these monsters off because she doesn't want to kill everybody in there. And this is basically what she does for work. She just transports people from these little tiny towns to other little tiny towns. First off, how the hell did this fall off my radar? This is Scott Snyder, and this is. Um... Who's the artist? Uh, we got Tony, Tony S. Daniels Daniel. and Tomu Morey. Oh, the covers are beautiful and the colors. Yeah, it, it's freaking solid. Right off the bat, there's three different types of art. Mm-hmm. Down to 13. Oh, dude, this semi-truck is badass. Yeah, it's freaking, it's it's gorgeous. And I just kind of, I kind of like the fact that this is, the story is originally based out of Denver as well, which I thought was kind of fun. That's interesting because one of the things that because this is somewhat about trafficking, like obviously mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that involves monsters and trying to avoid some sort of plague, Denver is actually one of the biggest uh, sex trade um, hubs there is. Because if you think about it, if you go straight down I-25, where do you get to eventually? Yeah, you get to Mexico. You get to Mexico, but when you go up from Mexico to Denver, if you make it, uh, Denver goes straight to both both coasts. Yeah. It's smart about that, man. Mm, interesting. I, I did not know that. That's creepy. This but is, it makes sense. The last time I saw artwork that I loved this detailed and over-stylized was Witchblade in the Darkness. And that's been a really long time. Oh, nice. The girl's not overly pretty. She looks like a real person. She doesn't have a giant set of jugs. 
Yep. Her suit is badass too. Yeah, it, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. But yeah, now the cities are known as outpost, and they're basically you know she's basically going to you know get her next job, and freaking they tell they tell her no basically she's like she's like I need roots but they're like you know we know what's happening with your with your brother basically, and you know they need the they need to get to a certain town because a certain town has the proper light to. To help people that have this affliction, and freaking, you know, she turns around and she she makes it home to her brother, and her brother, you know, her brother, like I said, is basically her guy in the chair helping her get weaponry to fight the monsters and whatnot, and you know, he keeps trying to ask how he is, and he keeps trying to avoid the question, and it turns out that her brother actually has the disease. So it's not it's not to the point of no return yet, but it should definitely get closer than it was. How do you feel so about how do you feel about books like this during a pandemic? Dude, I'm all honestly, I love it. I thought this was a great it was a great little find. Freaking, I this might even be my pick of the week if not for freaking Joker. Oh, I know, right? But freaking, it was good because apparently the only way to to hold off the infection is to um. Freaking get your uh, get your blood worked through. They got to freaking take your blood out, put it, and clean it up, basically. Isn't that so what Keith Richards does? Yeah, um, freaking I'm trying to think the exact words for it because I'm slow. I can't remember what the Some freaking sort of transfusion. Yeah, it's a blood transfusion, basically. It's been a while since I saw Tony Daniels just rock it like this because he was one of the big names in the nineties. Yeah, but you know, we end up finding a little girl and her grandpa come to to find to find Val and basically ask her to take them to to the certain town. And they're like, you know, she's like, I'm not just gonna ferry two people. And she's and he's like, she's like, if I'm ferrying you guys, you're paying for an entire truck. And the grandpa's like, we we've got that taken care of, not a problem at all. So they end up taking out you know, taking off on the road. And then this guy comes into the hub, and he's just completely black, like like a shadow, basically, is what I mean by that. That's what it needed. That is perfect. Yeah. And you know, people, you know, he's asking for Val, trying to find her, and these people are trying to be like, no, we don't know where she's at, blah blah blah. And he ends up killing somebody with a touch, and they they call him the uh, they call him black. He calls himself Blacktop Bill. I love it. And he's looking, you know, the whole, and he's looking for Val because he's looking for the people she was burying. Because apparently the um, the grandpa is the guy. He, according to Blacktop Bill, the grandpa is the guy that killed the son, and they're gonna hunt him down. And he's and he turns around and there's a whole group of people with him, and they're looking for Noctera. Because if he's made completely out of 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 darkness that means there's someone there that's going to be made completely out of light and is she going to be like the the middle ground person or is she going to be the one that hasn't evolved yet into something that is fully fully light like she's close to it like one of those like i'm thinking of all those little these little clues that are going on like the brother got sick maybe she needs to get sick too or there's there's something about like you know like uh in v for vendetta like you know they Someone needs to get get sick and then have the right antibodies, and then boom, there's your cure. I don't know. I, I'm I'm loving this, it, especially because of everything that Scott Snyder's doing right now in Undiscovered Country with Charles Soleil. Mm-hmm. There's it's it's not exactly similar, but there's there's always some sinister bad guy that's that is lurking that you you, you kind of see coming, but like. All you knew was like a tiny little hint of it. And when it really happens, it's like, this is badass. And this is exactly what I'm seeing here with this guy. What did you say his name was? Uh, Blacktop Bill. It's like one of those shitty wrestling names that like gets over accidentally. You mean like Blacktop Bully? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Good old Barry Darso. That's what was on the tip of my tongue. (laughs) Nice. Little shit, man. Uh, was there any was there any art in this one that really stood out for you for like a uh, cover? Um, definitely. I like the I like the image of her going into the city. So halfway through in the middle there is her first glimpse of Outpost Forty One is pretty pretty impressive. Ooh, I see what you're talking about. All the yeah, Outpost Forty One. Okay, snapping it. 
Sweet. There's there's one scene in Joker I wanted to argue with about, but I did not know that this comic was this fucking good. Oh yeah, no, it's like I said, I picked it up on a whim just to have something non DC ish and freaking it blew me away with just the whole story overall. Man, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good family story, so Oh me too, man. hundred percent. I mean that's like what we we brought up a million times. That's why I like the replacements so much, is because they're they're a family. They become a family family. Like the it, it ended the way it should have and you know, their their uh their dynamic was just perfect. Like they hated each other at first and then next thing you know. And give him the ball, he's going back to prison. What's he yep. gonna lose? Give him the ball, yep. I'll lead the way. Pretty much. <laughs> Oh, dude, that blew me away, man. Now I feel like fucking stupid. Sweet Tooth. All right, I'll, I'll do Sweet Tooth quick. <laughs> oh, come on. Give me some Sweet Tooth. All right, so Sweet Tooth, the one thing that like, I, I really like regret is like is the original Sweet Tooth, uh, an epic Vertigo run. It was one of the last good Vertigo like comics to, to, to come out before uh, Karen, uh, Karen left. Uh, you know, she's the one that founded everything and... and future story it's a, a plague hits all these uh, hybrid animals humans are being born and he is supposed to be like you know the the savior there is i can't ruin it for everyone because it's one of those things like if i tell you everything it's it it's gonna piss you off uh, even you even if you don't even have an incl- inclination to read it because the the payoff in that one was just worth every page i mean it's it's um let me pull it up here. Jeff Lemire's, he's one of, like, when you see Lemire's art, it's, it's what, when, if you're going to art school, if you're looking at it and you would say, like, you know, this guy's a published, you know, artist, like, this looks really bad. Like, none of it is, like, the least bit appealing. But then you, you start learning more and more about artwork and light and dark. And, you know, I've, I've mentioned it before with Charles Adler that was doing the, uh, the X-Files comics and eventually did The Walking Dead. I mean, it could have been done better. His his artwork will grow on you, but it's it's never the it's never the prettiest. But once you get into it, 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 it like when you start getting into like the Tony Daniel stuff, it's like ah, like it's, you get kind of torn. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it is. He is trying to make this huge escape from. They we really don't know where he is. We know he's underground. We know that there is a lot of uh, hyper-technology from the future that is in, like, there, it's being used now. Not that it's a time travel thing, but basically uh, things that were uh, utilized before a collapse of human society were formed, were found pretty quickly and utilized before, like, people forgot how to use it. And, and a underground cult was formed by a man, evil mad scientist. I'm a huge sucker for evil mad scientist, by the way, man. It's one of my favorite tricks nice. in the world realizes that he can he he can figure out how to make the cure for the things that destroyed humanity but while he's doing that he's going to form an awesome underground cult that all worship him <laughs> and they're you know he, he's everything he's been doing including um for sweet tooth's escape who is just a clone of the original uh, sweet tooth from the original uh the original comic Everything was was perfectly orchestrated for when you make the escape, you're going to be with this guy, and he doesn't. You don't know that the poison is already in your blood, and he's going to be the canary in the in the mine. And by then, it's too late. Oh wow! And it's going to kill off all of the hybrids that are up there to to make way for the humans. And I just the, my regret is is that. I, I sped through all of these issues every time I got them, and I realize I'm on issue five, and there's only one left, and I had like 50-something of the original run. Oh, wow, okay. So, yeah, uh, kiddies out there, you know, savor the good shit out there, man. I, I'm, I'm going to have to reread it. There's a, just a lot of good stuff in it, man, and the the, the storytelling, like, it, the first page of, of it immediately says, you know, the time is like 3.33, but then the next panel, it's... 332 like okay there's a countdown coming on what the fuck's happening <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah there's not much to it other than that i mean like or you had a lot of meat and potatoes with, with noctera this one is a slow build um one of those ones that you really gotta skew on and really just 
take your time to read it. It's not something that you can like read on the can real quick or you know on the bus. This one is something that's really special. Gotcha. So that's all I really got from that one. I mean, other than the storytelling, I mean, like it's one of those obviously that's a plague. There's uh, evil mad scientists. It's not much more I can tell you about this one other than just to read it because the, the truth is in all the spaces in between of this one. Then if I point some of these out to you, as opposed to the storytelling we were talking about in Daredevil, I, I don't want to ruin anything for you guys. Not that I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, everything's spoilers out here. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm not going to break any hearts. No. No, I, like, I really hope that everyone listens to our show to, like, what did they miss last week that, what did Tony pick up? And they're going to be like, Nocturna, fuck, because right now, when you said, when I was, like, checking it out, I was like, if only Muse was open right now, I would call him right now, like, did you have any of those left? <laughs> <laughs> I know Ed's got at least a couple different covers, so. Cool. Nothing else. I need to start a, I need to start a pool bin over at Ed's, man. I don't know why I've never done that before. Yeah, it's a little out of your way, I suppose. Well, I mean, it's on the way to the school, at least. I mean, like, I can... Uh, hit, that's true. From my work, I can hit four comic book shops. I can hit uh, Iron Lion. I can hit Vans. I can hit Muse. I can hit Ed's. Yeah. Anyway, give me some Justice League. Know. Give me some Justice League, man. All righty. So we open up with Justice League here. And it's just kind of... it's everybody's Everybody in the league uh, their sign, their, their sigil, basically... Other their symbols, and just kind of talking about what that means, and like they bring up the fact that you know things kind of changed a little bit when Superman revealed himself to be Clark Kent. Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden he went from being like an icon to being more of a human. You know, people could relate to him better. Kind of what we were talking earlier, right? And then we come to the we come to we're in Kandak, uh, the home of Black Adam, obviously. And this small child's in this cemetery um, in it, at his mother's grave. And Black Adam just happens to be at the same cemetery. And he you know, floats over to the kid. And he's you know, having a conversation with him and talking about how he's here to see his wife who died you know, a long time ago. He doesn't go into specifics. And like, he's trying to you – know, the kid offers him candy, which is – all right. Which is really funny. And like, they candy? start talking. <laughs> yeah, like it's just like, he's, yeah, he's like talking to Black Adam. He's like, would you like some candy I have? And this this, this giant horned monster who we find out is just called Brutus attacks Black Adam. And he, tell, he tells the kid to run. And he's like, I'll protect your mother's grave you know, awesome. with my life. And you know they're going back and forth. And then um, the Justice League, well, members of the Justice League show up. Aquaman, Superman, Hot Girl, and Batman, and they go to fight Brutus, which is you know pretty fun because Aquaman ends up getting a school of sharks on him, and Superman punches him, blah blah blah. He, Brutus tries to drown Aquaman, which obviously really doesn't work all that well. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like fighting King Shark in the water. Yeah, that. yeah, pretty much. But uh, Batman, you know, freaking Brutus ends up trying to run, and Batman's like, you know, we got to hold him. We can't let him go through that through that door. When, you know, we won't find him. And freaking, he ends up, you know, getting away about it, getting away. And you know, we end up going back to the Hall of Justice, and we basically just kind of see all the, uh, you know, all the members and whatnot. We've got uh, Green or Green uh, Green Arrow, Black Canary, all you know, Flash is here. They're just kind of talking about what happened, and um, they had, you know, the, the, the it was the uh, they had a re um, the Brutus had a reaction to the nth metal in uh, Hot Girl's Mace, and so they were kind of talking about that and trying to figure out what was going on with that, and they end up finding a um, somebody that has similar DNA to Brutus. And because he's apparently inter interdimensional. Nice. And it turns out that that person is a human named Naomi McDuffie, who was in the who was basically was Naomi from the. They had a they had a young adults line of comic books a few years ago. I remember. And she was one of the stars of that. 
Was that that was done by Bendis, right? Yeah. I think Bendis wanted a superhero that his his daughters could relate to, if I remember correctly. Right. But so it, it just goes to it goes to Oregon, which is where Naomi's from, apparently. And she's kind of you know showing is she showing her powers to a couple of her friends, and then someone behind her says Naomi McDuffie, yeah, I'd like a word with you, basically. And she turns around, and it's Black Adam. Perfect. Uh, I, I, he's one of my. He's one of the characters I've always really wanted to get into. Like, and I, I was so excited that The Rock is going to be him. Mm-hmm. Um, not to get too far from this, it's just that I don't know that much about Black Adam, but he just seems like such a fucking badass. Yeah. He's almost like a kingpin with superpowers, from what I understand. Like, just the, that mentality. Like, he knows what's going to happen, and he's going to make it happen. And he's got all these, you know, he's a ruler of a country. So I guess more maybe more so Doctor Doomish, but like he's you know he protects his country at all, you know at all cost basically. What was the last story we saw him protecting? It? That was um, <clears throat> was that part of the Watchmen story? No, it was not part of the Watchmen story. I I actually read a bunch of the internet comics from uh, the latest deceased, the one before the one in the middle of freaking um. The last, the second and third, and second and fourth one, it's called the uh, World's Hope, if I remember correctly, and he's a major player in that one. Because he's got, you're not wrong. He's he is basically the kingpin with superpowers, but at the same time, ruling his country like Doctor Doom, the way it rules Liberia, he does love his his people. Yep. But he's got this fucked up history, man, and I want to. I still can't, I'm still kind of mad. It's going like, to be like two more years until that Black Adam movie. Like, what are they? Stupid COVID. Yeah, stupid fucking COVID. So we still, we still got to wait two more months for Black Widow, which is supposed to be out last year. Oh, I forgot about that, man. I forgot yeah. completely about that one. I'm, I'm just, dude, last time I went to the movies, I think was freaking when New Mutants was out, just because I freaking wanted to give it a shot. By the way, not a bad movie. Really? Okay, because I, I saw that that is like for sale. I don't know if you know this, but you can get some of the newer movies over at the Redbox for like three, four bucks because they've been sitting there for a couple months. Nice. I did not. Yeah, it, like you, if you uh, pull up the app, it'll tell you which uh, buy it at the box, and it'll, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it'll it'll uh, it'll um, it'll tell you which ones are there, and it'll tell you which box it's at, and they're usually anywhere from two to four dollars. I've gotten, oh, wow. I've gotten some really kick-ass movies there, and I almost went to there to go buy uh, New Mutants a couple months ago, and then I spaced mm-hmm. on it and probably went to the liquor store instead or something stupid. <laughs> gotcha. No, but yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for, on that yeah, for you. No, it's, it's solid, dude. Like, if we're gonna kinda, it's one of those things where it's an ensemble film, so like I kind of feel like the majority of the characters don't get as much screen time as they could, but it was still solid for what it was. The last one I saw was Sonic the Hedgehog in the theater. Yeah, that was solid. That was way better than it had any right to be. I'm not gonna lie. James Morrison knocked that out of the park. It was funny, like, and and then you knew T- Tails was gonna show up at the end, which mm-hmm. means at the end of part two, Knuckles is better fucking show up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's gonna be a bunch of forty year old pissed off like man children pissed off in the theater. Where the fuck is my Knuckles? <laughs> Hmm. Oh, that's gonna be a thing too. It's not even funny. Oh, people are gonna be pissed. What did you think of uh, Jim Carrey as, uh, as Doctor Robotnik? I loved it. It was so, it was so. He's a perfect guy for it because he's over. He's so over the top. Like he's made for at this point in his career, he's made for stuff like that. Like uh, I had a freaking. I didn't realize till years ago. Freaking. Um, I had an ex that freaking we broke up and. She sold all, she like gave all my DVDs away just first out of spite. Mm-hmm. And freaking I had to like rebuild my collection. And then when I when I got my when I got my collection where I liked it, all of a sudden I realized I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan. <laughs> <laughs> like I had everything from like I had the mask, I had Yes Man, which is an underrated fucking classic. I have an ex girlfriend that was in that in the an extra in that in the in the crowd where they're oh, nice. all half naked and stuff like that. At the, okay, yeah, my, my ex girl was like her first like big movie. Like I'm still friends with her. But Sweet, I forgot about that. You don't know something that really fucking sucks is like okay, I broke up with this girl here and this uh, her name was Holly. 
Okay. And I left a huge stack of comic books, but there were some good ones in there. Uh-huh. Um, I, I walked into uh, I walked into that really you know that really small comic book shop in Manitou by the wine. Oh yeah, okay. I walked in there and uh, I had a comic book called My Friend Dahmer. And it was a and I and then there was a, a Gambit issue and a few other ones that like were really special and they uh-huh. were all next to each other on the wall with like fifty book price tags on them and I was like Mother. it was just too much of a coincidence to not be them it, it was it, it was even the it was even the same blue tape that I had in the back like uh, yeah uh. They, they were mine <laughs> like I I, I I stormed out of there I just, I was so pissed off man but. <laughs> Okay, so before, before we forget, all right. So Naomi finds herself staring down Black Adam. Like, is yep. that is that the end of it? That's that's the end of it. Yeah. There's a secondary story about Justice League Dark. I haven't actually had a chance to check that one out yet. So, not reading the secondary ones is usually a mistake. I find out. Oh yeah, no, it's pretty, it's probably pretty solid. I just haven't haven't had the time I normally have. So. Right, it's, but they also usually come upon you when you're exhausted. You just really put like so much effort into one comic book, and you just needed mm-hmm. a break, and then you're. I'll, I'll get back to it. Like, uh, like with. Uh, are you ready to get into Joker Man? Because I've been waiting a, a long time to talk to you about this book. Oh yeah, no, I'm ready when you are. But yeah, freaking, I got your point on. Secondary ones are always, especially with Future States. They had a lot of really solid. They had some out there ones, but freaking like the Justice League, Justice League Dark in there was tremendous, just because it freaking uh. We had Ent- Etrigan the Demon was actually uh, inside Detective Chimp, which oh, yeah. was huge. Loved that. But yeah, give me some Joker, man. All right, Joker. The uh, first thing that stands out to me is don't do the bullshit Batman Year One thing again where it's like, you know, a, a down and out gym and, you know, he's, he's reflecting on bad things in his life, but it doesn't. It doesn't go there. It goes into this, like that... The old geezer guy that was like, "No, motherfucker, you're gonna listen to me. I want you to talk. You know, talk to me. You're gonna listen to me." And he says, "Do you believe in evil?" And he's like, "Maybe, yeah, sure." And then he, the the old guy recounts busting in the door with a guy that just murdered someone, eating some girl's face off. And yeah, then the guy just looks at him, was like, "You want a bite? You want a bite?" And he's and he said, "There's the law." There's respect in the system, and it's supposed to work. Serving and protecting ordinary people, keeping the peace. And but then there's the law and there's evil, Jim. And when you see evil, you aim for the head. And I've yeah. always believed in that. <laughs> like, and it's not that I'm you know someone that wants to murder someone, but at the same time though, like if I had uh, like like just like in Watchmen. Sorry, I brought this so much uh, Alan Moore up this this issue. But uh-huh. I remember in Watchmen, like uh, men go to jail, dogs get put down. Yeah. I mean, man, it makes it makes sense, dude. Some people are just beyond reproach, and like freaking, like there's that whole thought process behind it, where like, you know, who are you to judge who deserves to live and die? Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you know, sometimes, sometimes it is what it is. One hundred percent. Like freaking, I'm not saying I'm not saying you should be judged or an executioner, but when freaking, you know, some people are just beyond repair. You can't you can't fix some people. No. Like I'm, I'm a huge believer in that. So people are just like everybody's a little fundamentally broken, I think. But like some people are just beyond fix. Like you can't fix everybody. I don't believe in being born bad, but then I do see that some people have been hurt so bad, or just like, um, like when they mentioned in the Ramirez documentary, they 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 didn't really talk too much about him because they didn't want to glorify anything he did. But mm-hmm. they did mention that like. As a child, everything that could possibly poison a kid was indirect access to him. Like, yeah. drugs, sex, heroin, uh, murder, uh, mayhem. I mean, like, his... And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I can one day write about this guy that, you know, is eating this lady's face off because I want to see him get his, 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 his uh, just dues on this one. But yep. I'm, I'm going to pause on that one and, and let you take over. He's laying in bed, and the first thing that pops in my head is that he's in a, like little things like this. Like he's not in a, in a queen bed; he's in a he's in a twin bed. And yeah. we, we've got a uh, we've got a uh, semblance of the Joker from how many times have we seen an, an image just like this one? What what is? 
I know this is from something, but I've seen him do that pose so many times, and they, they do that quite often in this in this issue. I think it's freaking. It's I want to say it's freaking um, Killing Joke. I was wanting to think there, there's, there's a lot too. of there's a there's a lot of subtle Killing Joke references here. I mean, as there as there obviously should be given the story we're running we're reading, but mm-hmm. I definitely think it's a Killing Joke one. I, I want to say it definitely did this in the uh, in the movie version, the TV show or the cartoon the movie that they did. But yeah, and the, and the fun part too is that this also this all leads into freaking um it goes back to the Joker gassing at Arkham. A day. Yeah, it's a yeah, they give it an A day. And you know, I like the fact that there's a little Santa Prisca and the people there are legitimately putting up a mural on the side of a building in honor of Bane. That was that really hit me on that one, man. Like, we've got... Okay, so we've got Batman. Just look a look great shot at Batman. Mm-hmm. But this... Like, what did you call it? Uh, the, the style? The Santa Prisca, or...? Oh, no, the, the, they have a little a little part of Gotham that's like Santa Prisca, like little Italy. Oh, it's like little Santa Prisca. Gotcha. I, I see what you're saying. But yeah, I know they have and they have a mural of Bane, and that's like it's interesting because it it reminds me like of the whole President Trump thing because like you know like him or hate him, you could definitely say he was polarizing. Very. You could de- no matter what, even if you love the guy, he was a polarizing president. And like freaking, you know, when like you look at this and you see like a Batman villain being just you know remembered so fondly by his people, like. It just it reminds me of like you know like I said President Trump you know there are people that freaking hated his guts and would piss on it wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire right but there are people that you know thought he was amazing and like that's just it's a very interesting thought process to think like a character like Bane would be worshipped by somebody especially when they when they start going into how the the Joker has uh, influenced people throughout the. The uh, through Gotham to mm-hmm. characterize him as a as a good guy or a bad guy. I don't think they even really care because we see all the shirts for like pre free punchline. We've got yeah. them dressing as you know Joker s dudes, you know mugging people, and you know the people did that. You that is a ballsy ass uh, four story tall Bane mural. <laughs> yeah, and I I really like it. That's actually one of the ones that I wanted to talk to you about for using as a the the main. Uh, the main graphic. Yeah, no, I would do it. I'd be down. I, I think it's a good freaking one. I think people, people would know what it is. Obviously, you know. But then we turn around and it, you know, this is all just based around Jim Gordon walking home. You know, he passes pictures of his, you know, his sons and his his daughter, and you know, he's just washing his face after a long day. And freaking, there's the Joker in the mirror, and it's freaking it, it's straight up. It's another Killing Joke reference. Perfect Killing Joke reference. And I'm, I'm sorry, I was just taking a quick note because one of the things I keep seeing throughout this is uh, that you've heard that saying, not all who wander are lost. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's looking for something, but he doesn't know he's looking for something. And I've never really thought to myself the sheer impact that the Joker has had on Jim. I mean, just uh, yeah. the, the tears coming off of his face. I mean, that is... Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing too. Is you freaking you think about the Killing Joke and the whole the whole story behind the Killing Joke was him trying to utilize Barbara Gordon to break Jim, to take the most honest quote unquote the most honest man in Gotham, and make him into a, basically a Joker clone, and it didn't work. But like you're looking here and you see that all these decades later, you know Jim Gordon's retired. He's done. He's not a cop anymore. But, like, the Joker still haunts him. He's freaking his white whale, if you will. The last time I remember seeing James Gordon, though, was didn't they bring him back at the tail end of the uh, Batman that laughs at the first end of Metal? Yeah, I think they had him and him, him and his son because they were trying to turn his son against him. Right. And in the end, in the end it didn't work. And I think that might have been when his son died, I guess. I was, thinking that, I was thinking that he, they brought him back for that story just in general, but, like, it's one of those things where... How many Joker stories have we had in the past ten years? Like, at oh, least one a year. Million, yeah. At least one a year, easy. 
But I can't think of one I hate. No, it wasn't. Like I said, I personally wasn't the biggest fan of Three Jokers. But... It wasn't, but we also see three faces coming out of the uh, Joker on top of James Gordon's, uh, I mean, the... the, the, the James Gordon's Gordon. gravestone, yeah. His tombstone. That is hard to do, man, especially well, because, I mean, you can easily just draw a monster, but to, like, have the facial expression, and he knows what he's doing, and just laughing at Jim. I yeah. T- I took him. Just mocking him, and then all of a sudden this random limo pulls up, and there's this... Gorgeous blonde, and you know she wants to wants him to get in the car, and then Jim turns around, and there's this huge guy, and he's like, "Well, it's Gotham, so we're just gonna do this." <laughs> like a Dick Tracy character, you know. We find out that this woman who calls herself freaking Cressida is Christina. basically wants him to go and find the Joker and kill him. You know, and every, you know, Jim's duty just, I can't do that. But at the end of the day, uh, this is this, this is White Whale, and he's got a harpoon it if he wants to get past it. And, you know, she's just like, you know, I don't want your answer. I don't need your answer now, but yeah. I need it by the end of the week. That's a smart way to do it. And we, but, but keep in mind, one of the things that stands out immediately to me is we see the Joker in almost every page in some way, mm-hmm. and, and always referencing back to Killing Joke in some way as well. Because when when she's when he's like, "What?" I mean, like that's that's the the next panel is that is when Barbara opened the door and he put one in her back. <laughs> yeah. But how many little? We get very little of this goon. I love the fact that he's scarred. I love the fact we can't see his face. We got the cool glasses. He reminds me of an X Files villain right away. Um, immediately, my mind is going: Is that Harley in disguise? Um, really? I mean, that she, wasn't that wasn't the person that came to mind with me. Actually, I kind of wonder if Bane isn't dead. If, if Bane is not actually dead, and that's Bane okay. under the scarf. I never thought about that. That's a big ass dude. That is a big ass dude. Covering himself up just the way I would if I was Bane. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really Bane, but yeah, I mean, I, and all and all we saw when freaking, um, all we saw when he took the mask off at Arkham Asylum was a Jokerized face. Right. And you know, Bane hasn't shown his face all too much, so it's like it could be anybody. And technically, all they needed was a big dude, or they could have got a little dude and pumped him full of freaking venom and then killed him. I want to know whose house this is. I want to know. I want to know who because I they they've got to be dead upstairs. Yeah, could be dead upstairs, or could be, you know, Christina could be related to somebody we don't know as of yet. You know, who ends up being a big player? Like she could easily be a member of the Falcone family, possibly. You know a lot more about the about the. Um... The mob elements of Gotham than I do. The only the only ones I really know is from all the Jeff Loeb and uh, Tim Sale stuff, which always hooks me. Yeah, I think that was I think the Falcons were the ones that were in that one a lot. But yeah, we end up finding out the Joker's actually in Belize, in a in a mansion of his own, and how he just killed everybody there. Joker's last laugh. Very interesting. Like 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 maybe he didn't do it. Yeah. They've got. So they, they say, Joker's not. You know, Joker's not known to run. No. So it, it's it's interesting that he's in another country. But he took off after Joker's war, and he was missing an eye after that, right? Uh yeah, because Harley shot him in the face. He's got the cross well, side. But that was the whole joke too. Is that freaking? Um, they made it a point. Joker doesn't normally come back this quickly. No, I mean, granted, we like you said, we've seen quite a few Joker stories over the that last decade, but you know, there's normally a lot more time or in between stories than what Joker War was. What six months ago, maybe? It was in the fall. Yeah. So I mean, you know, freaking see what happens with it. All right. So did you read Punchline Chapter One? I did read. I did read the trial of Punchline, so that's that's been that's interesting to see what happens. I really like the art. Typically, the overstylized stuff like this really turns me off. Mm-hmm. But once we get to uh, what was this woman in jail's name? 
The Queen of Spades. Yeah, I liked her right away. <laughs> I don't know. I'm more of a Shayna Baszler guy myself. But... <laughs> but she's high in a pinch. Loud and clear on that one. But then we, uh, I've been wondering about like Punchline's craziness because you know when she when she you know they, she got captured she was just all cool, calm, collected, and like the. the she knew the right things to say to get her points across. Yep. But the so, crazy that's coming out of this bitch's eyes right here and then licking the blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather see her be, like, the master manipulator, though. Like, it's cool that she's kind of crazy and she's badass and whatnot, but we see that quite often. Like, I'd, I'd rather see a girl. I'd rather see her just, like, almost flow into different personalities, like, whatever the occasion would, you know, would bring. Right. Like if if she was with a Joker, it's like say she got out and all of a sudden she's with the Penguin. Let's say, hey, but she's still punchline. How would she carry herself in that situation? Or if she's freaking with the Killer Croc, let's say, and all of a sudden she's got this muscle muscly beast. You know, would she be almost like a like a Belle from Beauty and the Beast almost, and just kind of like, you know, seduce him into freaking doing whatever she wanted? These ideas are the type that we don't want to say on on, on camera too much because someone's gonna hear it and be and run with it, brother. I don't care, dude. Freaking, I ain't looking to get. I ain't looking to make money off of it. It'd be great. Give give me what I want. Well, shit, I'll write it then. Sweet, I'm down. <laughs> hey, we're part of the same crew. We split everything 50-50. It's alright. Cool. But yeah, so it's it's interesting to see what happens. And then freaking, you know, like I said, she bloodies up the Queen of Spades. Who thought she was, you know, in, you know, a badass? But then we see freaking uh, oh, what's her name? Freaking, I can't remember what her name is. The big brother. Harper. Harper. Har- we see Harper, Harper and Cullen, and Harper's bluebird, and freaking Har- you know, Cullen's freaking her little brother. But here he is hanging out, talking about freaking how you know punchline was you know wronged and whatnot. And freaking the end, you know, end of it. She ends up walking away and getting her bluebird gear, and he's like, "I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna prove that punchline is, you know, isn't who she says she is." Basically, does it say how many of these are gonna be? No, just it does not. No, it's just number one. Because we got we got swerved. I was hoping for at least six issues of pretty much everything in. Um... In, um, future state, future state, yeah, and then we haven't had any future state for the past two weeks except one or two things. And is it this week that the rest are going to come out? I'm going to look that shit up right now. I don't know because I know they're 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 doing a mini series based on the next Batman. Let's see here. So I'm not sure if it's an actual mini series or it's going to become an an actual monthly title, but like they're definitely going to delve deeper into the history of Jace. Let's see, Catwoman, Justice League. And I know uh, Teen Titans Academy is coming out, too. Because you already picked up some of your books today. Because you got Justice League 59. God damn it, when are we going to get the... Because I read in, uh, there was a Wikipedia saying like the, the final like bookends for Future State. Yeah, that I don't recall. I thought... I was under the impression it was already completely done, but like I said, I know they're like I know they're doing this set. They're doing a four-issue miniseries called "The Next Batman: Second Son," and like I said, I know a couple of characters have crossed over. Like I know Yara is still a thing, and uh, Connor Kent still in uh, Suicide Squad with Peacemaker. Right. So, but other than that, there's, there's been a couple times, but nothing, nothing concrete. And I know they're keeping up the uh, the Red Sun st- or the Red X storyline in uh, Teen Titans Academy. This week. Because I'm, I'm at DC and it's only giving me like Catwoman. Ah, I'm getting frustrated. That's all right. Damn. That was nice, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's been a, it's. We'll we'll get a longer episode next week when we're when we're chill because we're gonna already have the flyer done for next next show. Sweet. Um, we've got. A I better pre- be I better be front and center. God damn it, dude! No, I always make sure to include <laughs> you. I always make sure to include you. Uh, no oh, one's gonna God. argue with me on that one. <laughs> um, you say that. 
But if you if you draw it, they will bitch. Oh yeah, because it wasn't them. But that's okay. That's what it's that's what it's like to be a wrestler. That's what you're supposed to do. How come I'm not getting put over? Oh. You are. I'll put you guys all over one at a time. Yes. Two at once, whatever. As long as we do it the right way. God damn it. Well, that's all I got for this week, brother. I'm going to stay up and get the graphics and everything all formatted for this to hit the streets running early in the morning. Sweet. I'm going to... I don't know. Yeah, find a new game. Maybe start... Can I start that new Spider-Man, Miles Morales? So Dude, maybe I'll do that. Because you got tomorrow off, don't you? Hell no. I got, free. I got, Thursday, I got tomorrow, I got to work, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Uh, this is your piece of night. I understood. Yeah. So I'll see what happens when it happens, if it happens to who it happens to. Well, I appreciate you. This is Minefields, always being dangerous. Colin, we miss you. He's constantly on the road. What did he say? He was in Nashville today? Yeah, driving to Nashville tonight, apparently. Shit. All right. Whatever. I've been to Nashville. It's not that great. No, but uh, when my sister moved to, to Memphis, I was like, if you ever do not say any disparaging words about anyone named Jerry the King Lawler. And then she called me one time and she's like, you weren't kidding. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. He's the king of Memphis for a reason. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you guys. Thanks again. Uh, hit us up on the email. We're on literally everything that you can find except uh, ones that you have to pay for because fuck having to pay for this shit. Uh we get our shit yeah. out there. We get that shit out there for the for the loving fans. But Morales, uh, I will see you uh, probably Saturday. And guys, uh, CSW, uh, we're gonna be streaming it. I'm gonna release that right now. Either, Sweet. Either YouTube or the Twitter. Well, we're gonna figure out a way to make a couple bucks off it. <laughs> we need sponsors. We need pay. We need a Patreon. We have enough sponsors. <laughs> There's like 15 on our flyers. We look like NASCAR, man. Uh, we need flyers. We need sponsors. Oh, oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah, that, I've I've been meaning to show you some of the ones I, I've I've had drawn up. Like I, I sent him to Colin like five months ago, and he was like before you before you joined on actually. So what was that like? It's way more than five months. Way more than like. five months. So, like what? Like more like almost. We we're almost going up on a year with you. Uh, maybe not quite that far. I'm pretty close. I I died in September. Yeah. So freaking. October-ish, maybe? It's October? Right. So, remember, yeah, I guess it's six, seven months. So, not as long as I feel like it should be. If it's chilly, I feel like it should be. I'll send you, I'll send you what I got. You can, we can work on it. And just For the Tom and Joshy show? <laughs> the Tom and Joshy show. <laughs> if you get that over, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> That's all fun and games. Yes, sir. Well, him and I appreciate slash the Tom and Joshy show. Ah, dude, that'll that'll be, and then we'll have to do the. We still have to do uh, Minefields After Dark when we get well, the, time. We had to draw. We had to draw Colin as like the what, what was the Pitbull's name or the Bulldog's name? Oh, dude, I'm I'm spacing. I can't even remember. All right, brother. Be funny though. Well, you have a good ass night, and again, this is dangerous. This transmission is over. <laughs>